0: Welcome to Beardstorm. The Beards, how it's out. We are now recording podcast. Are we? Um <coughs> go for it.
1: Alright. Hey everybody, welcome to Beardstorm. This is Norman Topside. I'm here with Matt, and we're in for another episode. Very excited. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Beardstorm. <laughs> um, yeah, so we uh, we ended up watching a couple movies together recently, and they were pretty sweet. Well, one of them was very, very sweet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll get into those a little bit here. But just, just a, a little forewarning for everyone. We don't give a shit about spoilers, because we're just having fun, right? That's right, yeah. So, so uh,
1: we will probably mention some spoilers. We'll try to avoid big plot spoilers. Like, we're not going to reveal exactly how something ended, I don't think. I Maybe it'll will. slip, so be warned, but <laughs> yeah. overall, we'll spoil minor plot things. So.
0: Yeah, just little, little little details here and there, but uh, yeah, we're just going to chit-chat about some stuff. Um, I know we we're both interested in a lot of things going on, but I think the first thing that I want to say for today is uh, I saw yesterday that they actually announced they're making a full-on remake for Resident Evil 2.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I heard about that.
0: Yeah, dude. So I don't know if you ever played Resident Evil, um, two at least. Um, that game scared the shit out of me as a kid. Really? So it yeah. was fucking terrifying, dude. Um, just there's this one scene in the very beginning, and I remember the the experience and the atmosphere when I played it. Probably made it more creepy. But I remember being in my cousin's cellar back east in New York, and it was cold and it was dark, and it was damp, and there was nothing in the cellar besides a couch, the washing machine and dryer, and a big-ass TV. And we just sat there in the dark and played Resident Evil 2. Oh,
1: fuck that, man. That's too scary for me. It was
0: terrifying. I don't (laughs) know how the fuck we did it, but I remember just like walking into their house, and their mom was like, yeah, the boys are downstairs. I go down there, and they're like, hey, what's up, man? They turn the lights off, and his older brother's sitting there playing it. I remember just seeing the fucking scene where there's the liquor on the ceiling, and blood's dripping down, and it you, the, ca- the camera pans up and you see a liquor that thing with the long tongue oh, movies, yeah. that was on the ceiling and just seeing that right away I was like fuck this dude <laughs> so they're trying to do a complete remake right now for modern consoles and of course there's going to be a PC release well, I hope so at least uh, they said modern systems is what they said in quotes so
1: that's exciting I'm, I'm looking forward to it a whole new engine and everything or? absolutely awesome. built
0: from the ground up just to be a complete remake of like the classic zombie horror game and it's fucking terrifying. That's cool.
1: A lot of you guys may not know, but I'm a huge pussy when it comes to playing (laughs) scary video games. I love scary movies, but games, somehow it just ruins me. But I will love to watch you play it, Matt, because Mm. I cannot play it myself.
0: I will definitely play it. Um, I love horror games. They scare the fuck out of me, but I thoroughly enjoy them. So, it's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so what I uh, also saw is, I'm a huge horror fan, so is Norman. Um, I love just I don't give a shit if it's mainstream or not. I love the classics, man. I am a big Friday the 13th fan. Love Jason Voorhees. I also love Freddy Krueger. and Nightmare on Elm Street is fucking fantastic. So yes. two things going on here, which I'm kind of excited, kind of bummed. I I don't know how I feel yet because I, there's no full list of details out yet. But uh, they actually announced the other day that CW has picked up the rights to Friday the 13th. They are doing a full show on Friday the 13th.
1: Really, a show? CW? What are you trying to say here? CW makes the lamest shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they I make mean, the lamest shit possible.
1: Uh, Arrow was cool, but every show that I see on CW has like this really lame kind of like.
0: Is it like a romance s- soap opera feeling?
1: Soap opera, like over overly <clears throat> dramatic. So that worries me. It's fine for Arrow and the Flash or whatever, but it worries me for a horror franchise.
0: For a horror franchise, it works okay. Well. It works really well for Arrow. Arrow, at first, when I first started watching it, was like, what the fuck is this? This is kind of lame. But then I got into it. That's a really, really good show. And it's badass. And it delivers. Comic book fans love it. Everyone loves it. But for this, it says, uh, CW is heading to Crystal Lake. The network topper, Mark Pedowitz, today confirmed that CW is developing Friday the 13th, a drama series based on the long-running feature franchise. The series adaptation will be written by Steve Mitchell and Craig Van Sickle, Creators of the 1996 series *The Pretender* through CBS Studios, they are now in development. Um, it says that the series will reimagine the masked Jason with a stronger feel of grounded reality, and it will be. It is being described as a sophisticated horror slash crime thriller, the potential *Friday the 13th* series is about the ongoing quest of a detective search for her, for his missing brother that is somehow tied to Jason Voorhees and Camp Crystal Lake.
1: Well, we'll see. I mean, it sounds yeah. interesting, actually. So
0: it sounds like they could make it work because Jason. Think about Jason in in modern times now. He's an icon. If you think about like the '80s horror, has to be thrown in there somewhere because yeah. like the Voorhees mask and like Freddy's fucking claw and even like Michael Myers's knife and his mask too. That just ties into pop culture, you know. So I could kind of see them being like. There's this mysterious story of this icon, almost like the boogeyman or you know Sasquatch, yeah. and they could tie in a story that way. Yeah,
1: if it's like an if it's like a investigation, you know, like you're seeing the murders yeah. of Jason and, and wondering what's happening, and you're hearing rumors about this crazy guy with a mask with a giant machete, that could be cool. It could be cool. But you know, it's gonna be very light on gore. Um,
0: I I don't know, man. Like, I was watching um, fuck, I was I was watching. It's always sunny, one of my favorite shows ever. They, when they do the... Um, you ever seen the episode where they do the cracking of the Liberty Bell?
1: I have not.
0: Okay. It's, it's a pretty funny episode, but they just go back and tell the story from 1776. That's where they start, and it's like, this is where the Liberty Bell cracks, you know. Um, but there's a part at the end where they blow off one of the characters' heads, and it's extremely gory. And I was sitting there watching it, like, holy fuck, that was on TV, dude. And then you think of like The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, there was there's some a lot of really really gory things in The Walking Dead, but
0: the CW.
1: The CW. I don't know, man. That's like, isn't that like what Seventh Heaven and stuff was on? I don't know.
0: I uh, it's different now. It's different. It's definitely a different channel now. They're going a more. Mature routes i guess i guess
1: arrow had some pretty violent scenes i mean the
0: first season of arrow fucking all these just killing people but
1: it's not it's not no daredevil show like on netflix no
0: dude daredevil's brutal like i, mean, I wish
1: i wish uh, netflix would pick up like uh it'd be cool if they picked up a a jason Voorhees show and a freddy show oh, and like eventually they like kind of like tied oh, together but, man. that would be cool you just turned me on in the weirdest <laughs> way oh my god
0: if netflix picked up friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street and they were like we're going to make a season for each yeah and they're gonna be six months apart and then eventually these will tie in holy shit
1: and imagine if uh, robert england and kane were involved and stuff. Oh, that'd my be cool, dude. Man. kane hodder
0: and robert england if they if they got involved with it and it's like here's like the fan favorite jason and here is like that i mean it's just freddy that's freddy yeah. jack earl haley did his thing but freddy krueger is fucking robert england yeah so. totally oh. oh my god why did you say this, dude? I don't know. You don't just know. that's never going to happen. It's now, never going to
1: happen, but it's a dream. Ah, oh, you just shit all over my heart. This kind of, this conversations reminded me a bit of uh, the Nightmare documentary I watched recently. Oh, uh never sleep, never again. sleep again. It's like a 4-hour documentary, but it was just brilliant. Amazing. I loved it.
0: Amazing. The fact that they go through every single part of that franchise. Yeah,
1: even including Freddy vs. versus Jason. So yeah, that would be really cool if Netflix got into like some kind of stuff like that, and if anyone does it, it would be Netflix, I think. Oh, I
0: think Netflix would deliver it.
1: Probably not now, though, because CW's got it. So,
0: <sighs> Probably not now. Um, I mean, they could potentially pick up like Nightmare and Elm Street, but yeah. um, the other day they actually also announced that Nightmare and Elm Street is coming back. They're doing a full-on reboot for the franchise. Um, they, another one. Another reboot. They did the reboot in 2010 with Jack Earl Haley, like we just mentioned. Um, but it didn't take off, so right. they got the writer, uh, David Leslie Johnson. He wrote uh, Orphan and Wrath of the Titans.
1: Okay. I mean, so, Orphan was kind of good. Yeah. I actually like Wrath of the Titans. I am Mr. Unpopular Opinion, so it doesn't, shouldn't <laughs> surprise anybody, but I, I like those movies. I also like Sam Worthington, so. But, uh, we are talking about the remakes, right? Is that the one he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. I
0: mean, So, um, I mean, that's kind of cool. It would be awesome to see some more Freddy on screen. Like, Freddy's too much fun. Yeah. Freddy is like the perfect, it, it, this is going to be really stupid to say, but Freddy to me is like the Deadpool of horror. You know, he breaks that fourth wall, he has fun with it, but yeah. it's still creepy and dark and there's gruesome deaths in it. Right. Like, everyone loves Fr- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Welcome yeah. to primetime, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Dream Warriors is fucking yeah. awesome. Such a good movie. <laughs> um. So, yeah. I, I'm excited. I love Nightmare on Elm Street, so hopefully I don't fuck it up,
1: man. Yeah, I hope so.
0: So... Yeah. Anything uh, you've been hearing about movies at all?
1: Uh, lots about movies, man. Um, you know, as far as like news though, I've just been watching a lot of movies lately. Yeah. Uh, news wise, been following kind of like the Fantastic Four disaster. I know. Um.
0: Uh. They're, what are they calling it? So instead of, sorry, man, we're not going to be ever as rich or as cool as you, but they're saying like it didn't tank, it tranked, <laughs> You know? Because oh, Josh Trank. The, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my. For those who
1: don't know, Josh Trank is what was the director, yeah?
0: Yes, he was the director of it. Um, he did, um, he did the um, the short on YouTube, uh, Stabbing at twenty, Leia's 22nd birthday, and then, which was cool, and then he did Chronicle, which is like a fan favorite. Everyone yeah. likes that movie a lot. It's really well done for the budget, and the production's great. Um, and then, yeah, so they, he got on board for Fantastic Four, and then they had him on board to do a Star Wars anthology film, I believe. But uh, things have changed. Um, yeah,
1: he, I mean, we don't really know exactly what happened. Yeah. Lots of rumors about his wild behavior and how the studio kind of took over because of his wild behavior and made a lot of changes, which may be true. Um, I don't want to bash on the guy too much because... We, yeah, we don't know we don't him. We don't know him. He's I mean, probably a cool guy with a lot of passion. He's probably
0: cool so. I was rooting for him. Yeah. I mean, it's like an indie director gets a chance like that i was like that is really fucking cool yeah. dude. i was rooting for him so hopefully everything gets straightened out um I, I, if you listen to him on like kevin smith's podcast like that man on batman he seems like a cool guy yeah i think he i'm seems sure
1: he cool. is so I, you know yeah. hopefully he's able to recover from what happened with fantastic four
0: yeah i hope so i hope he gets another shot at this because clearly everyone knows he has some cool ideas yeah you know? but it
1: might be the last we see of fantastic four for a while I don't know,
0: dude. Fox is, like, trying to revive it already? They're, like, asking fans, like, what do you guys want to see in Fantastic Four 2? And everyone, of course, the internet's crying, nothing. (laughs) Give the rights to Marvel. You fucking suck at this.
1: I feel like Fox would just hand over all their comic book rights to Marvel, because...
0: I mean, it... it, So, okay, Sony and Fox, they make so much money off of these franchises. That's... Superhero films make the money, you know? Comic book movies make it. So... They make so much money off of them. If if Fox would just kind of do what Sony's doing with Spider-Man, where it's like, hey, we know we need help, you know? We have Marvel. We have Kevin Feige. He knows what he's doing. He created that crazy universe. If if they just gave a little bit to Marvel and let Marvel, like, kind of create a new universe that's shared between the two of them, yeah. where it has to be approved a through collaboration Marvel...
1: collaboration, I think, would be great.
0: Dude, it, it's not about, like, just swinging your cock. Like, if they can, if they can share that spotlight, like, hey... We're going to collaborate, and Marvel has to ultimately approve it. But you guys obviously get most of the revenue because it's yours. You're putting the money up front. I think they could do some really cool multi-universal shit. And that's how you can open up the multiverse in Marvel. Because it can get really deep that way. Yeah. Because some of these companies own rights to certain characters. Like, dude, if, if fucking Marvel could get the rights back to Silver Surfer, holy shit, dude, like Galactus would come on board, and you get a whole other side of the cosmic universe in Marvel... Be insanely fun. Do you think they're
1: too deep into the into the Marvel storyline though uh, for their universe to start incorporating Final uh, Fantastic Four?
0: I I think with their whole plan with like the Phase One, Two, and Three thing because they're going for the whole like Thanos like Hey, we have the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. And and we're and phase
1: gonna... Two just wrapped, right?
0: Phase Two just wrapped, so I believe technically Phase Three started with Ant Man.
1: Oh okay, I thought Phase I thought Ant Man ended Phase Two. Maybe
0: Ant Man actually he probably did end, end Phase Two.
1: Boom. Well, I think Civil War is starting Phase Three, right? I don't know. I have I, no idea. What I what think
0: about yeah, him, so. that probably sounds that sounds about right. But I th- originally thought the way it worked was like the Avengers always ended a phase because that's like uh, the big yeah, coming together sense. thing. Yeah. And so it felt like Ant Man would be like Phase Three because there's little hints throughout the movie like, yeah. hey, here's Falcon and there's their base and so the Falcon knows Ant Man exists after Avengers. So that's another person they're going to try and get involved. You're probably right, man. I don't know. So we'll see. Some of the
1: fans out there, because we have lots of fans, I'm (laughs) sure that they they know what it is. If you guys know what it is, send us an email at uh, thebeardstormpodcast at gmail.com.
0: The Beardstorm Podcast. Talk to us. Tell us what the fuck. If we're wrong, just be like, dude, you guys are dumb. You're dumb (laughs) as shit. And no, we're not talking about you, Aaron. Go fuck yourself. But (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, so Fantastic Four. We still haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, right?
1: I have not seen. it I have no. not
0: watched it yet. Unfortunately, it's tanking. It made I'm less than pass. Honestly, um, I I'll wait
1: until gonna... the, the, the it's either streaming or it's out and I can rent. That's it. what I'm gonna
0: do. I'm just gonna rent it on Google Play or Vudu or something. Yeah.
1: I did see Mission Impossible Five though. Oh, I heard it was awesome. Mission Impossible Five was awesome. You know, typical uh, Tom Cruise amazingness. <laughs> uh, Mr. Impossible opinion. Yeah, here over here is I love Tom Cruise. And I, I love it was Scientology. Great. And a lot of people may not know this, but. <clears throat> The, uh, I feel horrible for not remembering the actress's name. The female in Mission Impossible Five, she oh. also does her own stunts, which I thought was awesome. And oh, really? I wish it, they would talked about more. But when you see the movie and the stunts, it's just incredible, dude. There's mm. a scene where uh, Tom Cruise is like chasing after the girl on a motorcycle, right? And he's on a speed bike, <laughs> and he just looks awesome on a bike. because He's All dope. Right. And like they're doing these these turns. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever seen motorcycle like uh, racing, like mm. um, speed bike racing. When they do the turns, like you can see their knees hit the ground a little bit, like. Oh yeah, dude. And they usually have knee pads for that, but like, and, and Tom Cruise is doing it, and his like knee hits the ground while his, with his jeans, and like he, you can see him pull his leg up, like it hurt a little bit, you know? And, like, damn, I think that was legit, dude. And she also does her own stunts, which were really amazing too.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. I, Why don't they bring that to anyone's attention? Like, I didn't hear that.
1: I don't know. All man. All I heard
0: about was Tom Cruise on a fucking plane, which is insane. Yeah, that
1: was an insane too. That, that's how the movie opens—is with that scene. And, that's a pretty uh, sweet opening. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know we talked about it a bit, uh, anticipating it on our last episode. So I wanted to mention it just because I had actually seen it.
0: No, I uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I ended up reading a bunch of stuff on it, and it sounded so fucking cool, dude. Um, everyone seems to love it.
1: It doesn't so. really do a whole lot different from the previous Mission Impossible films. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's, a, it's it's kind of a form it's kind of a formula at this point, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. It was really entertaining.
0: Well, they know their formula, they know their audience, um, they keep delivering, and apparently they keep getting better and more fun. Yeah, Simon Pegg is great in it, I heard Simon Pegg was super cool. I'm so glad he
1: had a bigger role in it this time, because he's he's great with Tom Cruise.
0: Dude, I think Simon Pegg's just great with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. He's wonderful. I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. Um, Yeah, so I didn't see that. I still want to check it out. Uh, You know what's kind of funny is... So, our last episode, we were talking about Gambit, how Channing Tatum backed out. The next fucking day, he signed a contract with Fox.
1: Are you serious? I didn't hear about that. Yeah,
0: it was was so funny because I was like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and put this episode up. What's uh, funny
1: is we aired it after that news must have broke.
0: It, it totally happened. <laughs> it, it totally... because it like I uploaded it and I was like, sweet, man.
1: We did it. Episode two. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, like, right away I go on Reddit and it's like, Channing Tatum signed for Gambit with yeah. Fox. I'm like, what the fuck, it's dude? It's a huge flaw in our episode. That's nah, all Sorry, right. Sorry,
1: guys. That happens, though. There's a delay in the post from the time we record. Uh, by the way, it is Friday, August 14th.
0: It is Friday, August 14th. So I guess... Uh, Hopefully... 14th, uh, huh?
1: It is the fourteenth, so hopefully we'll have this up by the sixteenth, maybe the seventeenth, and so things may have changed by then. That's just the nature of. Yeah, I try to get these
0: up on Monday, so seventeenth. All right, cool. Usually over the weekend. Um,
1: That's interesting, though. I'm I'm excited, I guess, that he's back (laughs) involved. So (laughs) we'll see what happens.
0: Cool, (laughs) Gambit. Um, no offense, like no no offense to anyone. Gambit's really cool in the '92 X-Men like cartoons and comic books and all that. I don't really want to see a movie. I. I
1: think we're just in a phase where they're we're looking for any way to make a comic book movie. Right.
0: It's crazy that comic book movies just took over, but yeah.
1: Hollywood is really good at finding an idea that works and then just repeating it until no one can fucking stand it anymore.
0: Abusing it.
1: So I, we're going to see that eventually with the comic books, and eventually no one will watch them anymore and be like, oh, I'm sick of this shit, and something new will come out. And maybe it'll be something like a sweet uh, like monster universe, like Universal's trying to do with the Dracula and... Uh, Dude, I'm excited. And stuff like that. So maybe that, maybe stuff like that will be the new popularity thing.
0: Mm-hmm. The mummy and <laughs> Wolfman. Yeah. We can cut that. Uh, oh, that was deep.
1: Uh, Sorry for burping in your face. Uh, so you, you may have noticed that so far this episode, there's been a lot of uh, talk about horror-related items. Uh, yeah. Which is cool. I actually spent the last week watching a shitload of horror movies. <laughs> And I'm excited to talk about him. All right. So, the first one I want to talk about is The Guest. The Guest. And so, The Guest is a really great movie. You guys can catch it on Netflix. Uh, Let me read the description for you. Per IMDb. IMDb. A soldier introduces himself to the Peterson family, claiming to be a friend of their son who died in action. After the young man is welcomed into their home, a series of accidental deaths seem to be connected to his presence. And this movie, it has a great score. Also kind of like an 80s-ish type of score. And uh, it's just really great. It's a lot of fun. It's, a, it's kind of a it's a thriller, I guess. But the characters are really likable. I hope you guys watch it, and I hope you guys like it. I can't really say much without giving away much of the plot, but it's directed by Adam Wingard, uh, uh, written by Simon Barrett. It has Dan Stevens, Sheila Kelly... Uh, Mica Monroe which I believe is the actress from It Follows um,
0: I don't know let's see oh that's her
1: so yeah check that one out I really loved it um, one of my favorite movies I've seen this year in that genre uh, any movies that you saw on your own that you want to talk about? I have a couple more, but uh, I want to hear what you what you've seen recently or shows, perhaps.
0: Um, yeah. So I didn't watch the guest yet. That's actually on my list. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. That way we can chit chat about it. This week, I, dude. Honestly, the only thing that I've watched this week, and I've watched it three times, three times this week, is Mad Max.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: I watched Mad. I watched Fury Road three times this week.
1: Is it even still in theaters?
0: no comment.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you like it though, because yeah, that movie was fucking awesome. Thanks dude. for calling me out, asshole.
0: <laughs> no, it comes it comes out on uh Google Play I believe next week. Or maybe already? Wow. Yeah, dude, I think it comes out for you can uh stream it yeah, next week. But um yeah, here it is, Mad Max. Oh. It's out. Heh. <laughs> No. That's how I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on Google Play this yes, whole time. It, three it, times. Three times, apparently. It was only fourteen ninety nine to buy, and I've watched <laughs> it three times, and it just came out today. Well, good for you. <laughs> um, no, I watched it three times. So, first time I watched it, I was sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this movie has been so hyped up. So hyped up for me, and I fucking hated myself for not seeing it in theaters. There was a lot of reasons why I couldn't see it, but... Um, I was like, "This has got to be overhyped." So I watched it in the first like twenty or thirty minutes. I'm like, "Why does everyone like this?" Really, dude? Because I was like, I was being very standoffish in a way. I was like,
1: "I know what you mean." It's one of those things where like everyone likes it, so I'm gonna like. Well, no, it. not even like everyone <laughs> likes it. I can't like. No,
0: I was just putting my guard up. I was like, I my expectations were set way too high for the beginning of the film. I was like, "This is gonna blow my dick away right now," <laughs> and I was just like, "What the fuck." And then I remember at one point I was sitting there and I like took a sip of water, and then I just like stared at the screen. Next thing I know, credits were rolling, and I was like s- sitting there and I'm like, that was fucking perfect. That was so well executed. Yeah. So I watched it again the next day. Loved it. Fell in love with it, dude. And I watched it again yesterday. So.
1: I can't wait to see it again.
0: I've watched it three times this week. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, worth every penny to purchase it. Like I did, (coughs) and it's uh, (laughs) it's great, man. Uh, I actually started watching the original uh, Mad Max. I I started watching one and two, uh, Mad Max and Road Warrior, and then Thunderdome or Beyond Thunderdome. I have all three of them, I guess. But I tried watching the first two, and I
1: kept falling asleep during the second one. Yeah, you know, I've tried to watch it, and I also was kind of a little bit bored.
0: I think it's. I don't want to say it's dated because I watch older movies, so it's,
1: a, it's kind of slow. Though. It has some slow moments, and, it's, and because of it's like as older, I don't know what it is. There's like not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I, not to crap on it. Or anything, I'm not but, crapping on it. You no, know, clearly yeah.
0: George Miller's a goddamn genius.
1: But the new one is just constantly you're, you're on like the edge, so it was really cool. A lot of people I've heard or heard and seen say it's like a two hour chase movie.
0: Yeah, and I mean. That's kind of how Fury Road is.
1: That's what we're talking about, right?
0: Oh, you were talking about like the second one.
1: Well, yeah, I mentioned that.
0: They're all chase movies, right? I haven't seen. Honestly, I've never watched the third one, dude.
1: Me neither. I haven't seen that. I've seen the first two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The second one, though, I've never actually seen the whole thing. I've yeah, seen that, most it's like some of it. No, that's what I'm mean, saying.
0: Really. I mean, the first one's pretty much a chase movie.
1: Yeah, Just but me. it's it's different though. I don't know. It seems slower to me.
0: I think maybe it is just slightly dated, and I'm not trying to shit on it because obviously, like right. I said, George Miller knows what he's doing. It's
1: been a long time since I've seen it on it, so I need to see it again, and maybe my maybe I'll appreciate it more.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll try watching all three of those pretty soon here. We should try watching all four.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Google Play, by the way, has a really cool bundle if you want to get all four of them. I think it's 34.99. You get all four on uh, in HD.
1: Oh, sweet HD. All right.
0: That's kind of, that's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just watched Mad Max, and I watched It's Always Sunny nonstop, but the new thing that I started this week was uh, Rick and Morty started up recently. Um, I know you're not, like, a big fan of it just yet.
1: Season one or two?
0: Season two, my bad, season two. Season one was last year, and I watched it nonstop. Um, Season two just started up, like, three weeks ago, I want to say. Two or three weeks ago. So I watched the first two episodes. Awesome. Awesome. That show's well done, very well done.
1: Obviously, if you're a Back to the Future fan, you'll probably greatly enjoy it from what I've heard.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it's based off of that, but it's just fucking hilarious and it's clever and dumb all at the same time. So they do a super good job, and the voice acting's fucking supreme. Like, I love the dad Jerry. It's Chris Parnell from uh, SNL. You know, oh, okay, I didn't and realize that. Archer, obviously, Cyril Figgis, obviously, obviously. Um, it's a great show, man. Um, fucking love it. Can't wait for the new episode, so I'm trying to catch up on everything here. But that's it for me, dude. I, I've i been busy all week playing my DS.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I can talk about some other shit that I've watched. Yeah. Um, so recently I've also watched this movie called Blue Ruin, also on Netflix. You'll find that a lot of shit that I watch is on Netflix. <laughs> that's because I'm a poor bastard. But uh, Blue Ruin is great. It's a revenge movie. Uh, I heard about it in the interwebs, and... Basically, it's about this guy, he's a homeless man, and you find out that his parents were killed by this crazy family over a, basically an affair. And that probably just spoiled half the movie, but... <laughs> you spoiled it. Because c- the movie is really slow with explaining what the deal is. Like, why is this homeless guy so upset about this guy from prison being released? Mm-hmm. You find out the guy killed his parents, so he gets revenge, and then it just goes out of control from there. Gets crazy. But it's uh, really well done, the cinematography's good, the acting is good. Uh, It's realistic. Um, The main guy, the main character, um, he's just kind of a creepy dude. And I just liked watching him extract his revenge, I guess. So uh, that one I would check out. That was pretty cool. Sounds kind of cool. I also watched a movie called The House of the Devil. Oh, my God. I know you're familiar with it. You've seen it. Uh, It's directed by Ty West. And it, oh, my God, if you guys like 80s horror you gotta watch it it's like <clears throat> the fact that it was made recently I put it on and I'm watching it and like even the, the film quality is kind of like grainy and mm-hmm. the 80s it came out in 2009 and the soundtrack is just super hardcore 80s horror like
0: and it fits the movie so fucking well it
1: really does and, and there's shots in it like where like it's hard to explain but she's like in the window and like it starts out as a close up and then it zooms out like super far away and like that's just so 80s the way that they do it yeah I loved it, and like, it wasn't really that scary, and like it was kind of like this build-up to something that was kind of like, meh. But just the atmosphere was so amazing and that, that I love. it. I got chills in my body just thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: just the thing that kind of sold me at first um, was originally seeing the poster. I love the poster. It's fucking well done. But the whole movie, like, he, like Norman's saying here, the music, the atmosphere, the way the shots pan out and stuff... Ty West is fucking awesome. I think that's his masterpiece, you know? Yeah. It's, it's got to be up there. Like, for for a modern horror film, it's definitely one of my top ten, for sure. It's fucking great. Yeah, um, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's like a well-done film, but it's also creepy, you know?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's just got this feeling of dread throughout. I don't know if you knew this, but the the actor who plays, like, the, the tall-ass older guy who's hiring mm-hmm. the babysitter... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should explain it. The story is kind of about this girl who's in need of money so she can rent a house. Mm-hmm. And so she sees a babysitter ad and she calls the number and the guy is like super creepy. The guy that plays the super creepy guy is the same guy who mm-hmm. played the, the raincoat bad dude in Last, Last Action, Action Hero. Last Action Hero, yep. <laughs> it was awesome. He, he looks like a tall motherfucker. I didn't realize that, but... It was, he, was, he was good. He was good in the role and it was cool seeing him again. That's I think that's the only other thing I've ever seen him in that I know of.
0: <laughs> so it was just this movie and then he played, like, the Ripper in Last Action Hero. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was cool. Uh, he, he looks basically the same, I guess. But, yeah, definitely see this movie. I want you guys to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um,
0: it's it's so good. And if if you actually really like soundtracks, like Norman's mentioning here, um, I actually saw it today. It's been out for a while, but if you go to Mondotees.com... There's a Death Waltz record vinyl LP print of it, and uh, it, the artwork's beautiful, and the vinyl itself is all red.
1: For House of the Devil? Absolutely. What's the website?
0: Uh, if, you, if you get a Mondo Tease, you can pick it up. It's twenty bucks. Um, I oh, they have a black one too.
1: It's at dot com. The oh, black sold out.
0: Yeah, Mondotees.com. Uh I'm sure if you're listening to the well, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but if you've never heard of Mondo, I fucking love Mondo.
1: I'm pulling up the site now because I'm gonna buy it. It's twenty bucks worth it. I don't even have a, a fucking record player, but I'm gonna buy it. Do I... it,
0: man. It's it's beautiful. Um, it's from Death Waltz Records, but um, Mondo, it, ah, I'm so pissed off that I missed this. Mondo actually did um, they did a Mad Max Fury Road special uh, this week. It was a timed exclusive, so you had from midnight on, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday until midnight last night, or I guess this morning, technically, to um, order it, and the, the large print was just, like, max... Being, you know, the blood bag on the front of the car, driving through <laughs> with all the caravans. And then the other piece was um, it was uh, Max and Joe facing each other. And they were both amazing pieces. And I fucked up because I woke up this morning, went to work, and I was like, I'm going to spend 60 bucks on this poster. And the time ran out.
1: Oh, man. I so <laughs> it was so
0: beautiful. And I fucked up. That's um, the universe
1: fucking with you right there. Dude,
0: Mondo puts out some amazing stuff. They had a great, great booth at Comic-Con. I didn't get anything I wanted from their booth because it was so busy but hey there's always next year so they are awesome all their shit they put out is great um so yeah House of the Devil check it out fucking great soundtrack creepy Ty West is the man um he also did a great movie called Innkeepers the Innkeepers
1: that's what I'm gonna watch next
0: and that has uh, Pat Healy in it and Pat Healy is actually in one of the movies we recently watched so we'll talk about that
1: absolutely yeah let's talk about that
0: um, so yeah, we we uh, we end up watching two movies this week together, and uh, the two we end up watching were uh, Unfriended, which is that new, I guess, like teenager. What would you even call that? Like a.
1: It's basically a found footage film.
0: Found footage. I mean, the whole perspective of the film is done from a MacBook.
1: Yeah, it's a screen cap of this girl's MacBook, so you're seeing her desktop, uh, Apple computer. <laughs> and you know they're doing like it's a it's OSX what are they called is it FaceTime on Apple or is it just
0: well, Skype they, they weren't doing FaceTime the thing is they were Skyping the whole time it's like they were all on they were all using Apple products they could have FaceTime. anyway they they were using Skype which, okay yeah they so were using Skype the whole premise of the movie is um what was it it was one of their friends ends up committing suicide
1: yeah one of their friends Laura Barnes I believe yes she uh, commits suicide and everyone's you know in the community is kind of sad about it um but you find out through the interaction of these friends, which takes place over the course of, it's like real time, I think. Yeah. Like an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes. Seems like it. And, um, oh, it's eight, right here, 83 minutes, which is actually pretty short. But oh, I'll good. actually just read the description. On yeah, read the TV. description, dude. It's. I have this fucking 1992 netbook. It's slow as balls.
0: <laughs> 1992.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's not loading because I hate it. Anyways, the the story is basically these these friends are talking, and you find out throughout their communications uh, that something is going on. Actually, here it is: a group of online chat room friends find themselves haunted by a mysterious supernatural force using the account of their dead friend. Mm-hmm. So there's like a Facebook account, and they like get messaged by and stuff. Ooh. And it I, it wasn't a bad movie; I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah, there, there's some problems. There's
0: with it. There's a lot of problems with it. It
1: <sighs> just forget. Don't watch the last thirty seconds of the movie.
0: Yeah, all right, we'll we'll get to that. Fuck the last thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm just, I'll spoil it in a second. I don't give a shit because this movie support better films, but <laughs> like it, it was entertaining. Like I was going yeah. into like, oh, this is gonna be a shitty teenager bullshit movie. We both enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, a couple of the characters are actually really likable. Oh my god, dude.
0: So there's a there's the group of friends. They have the main character. Um, I totally forgot her name Blair, Blair. Blair yeah. Blair's the main girl and then there's her boyfriend Mitch. Um, and then there's their but they're like they're drunk. There's a dude at home drinking, the drunk guy Adam. Adam. He's my my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Adam he was fucking cool. great. Um and then they had uh so the Trevor other the blonde Kevin. girl Val that was there. No, that was the there was a girl Val they invited to it. They had a blonde girl Jess and then they had the uh the heavyset guy um, Why you
1: got to say that? Why didn't you just call him the blonde guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because that's what he was there for.
0: He was like the fat comic Ooh, relief. Fat,
1: the fat comic relief. I say that is because I'm a fat guy, so...
0: <laughs> I find just, call guy. <laughs> just call him the blonde guy. Just call him the blonde guy. He's the blonde guy. He was the fat guy, and he was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and of course he was like tech savvy and in a fucking garage, and he was wearing like a hippie shirt, and he had long hair, and he was greasy. yeah. And and he was talking about how he's going to fart and eat salsa. So they just stereotyped the fuck out of this kid, and it was it was great in a weird, dumb way.
1: Yeah, it was it held my interest throughout the whole movie. The so. whole movie. It, it, was, it was
0: cool because they were all, you know, like Norm was saying, the whole movie takes place from the perspective of, like, the operating system. So you're seeing the characters through their webcam the whole time, and, like, you'll see their mouse moving around the screen as they're actually on Facebook, and they're actually, like, looking things up on, like, they'll be... Instagram posts that's, that stuff will be posted online they'll be Skyping you see everyone chit-chatting um, they'll be using iMessage the chat back and forth it's really well done yeah it was um, pretty cool. I've actually seen that idea in, a, in a, another film called The Den yeah it's also on Netflix
1: but The Den took place over like a, a longer period of time I believe yeah
0: The Den like, was over like a couple weeks because she was doing yeah. like, a study
1: but this one uh, Unfriended it's all real time so one it, night it's yeah it's all it's literally 80 what I say 83 minutes yep uh, of uncut stuff so that you know there's never like going to bed or anything like waking up the next day and resuming it's just here's what happens mm-hmm. in, in this 83 minutes and it's pretty cool I like that of it that part of it
0: yeah um that that was actually really well done I thought like all of the uh, the social networking aspect of it like them clicking and the whoop like the you know iMessage sounds and yeah. stuff it got kind of annoying yeah but it's realistic because we hear that shit all day
1: and it seemed like there was some inconsistencies with uh, some things that Blair was saying to her boyfriend like she would say something and then they would come back to it later and that part of the message was gone yeah and it was just like a mistake i think but just
0: just the editing mistake continuity issues yeah. but i don't know um there was a couple cool things it's just yeah they're being haunted by their friend that committed suicide and you know they're trying to figure out like they end up playing games and the the spirit is like fucking with them you know yeah. like pretty much playing like a truth or dare type situation with them like calling them out one by one make them fight and argue with each other reveal secrets that they never wanted to reveal like there was one they mentioned like oh you crashed my mom's car or something or yeah you sold me out to the cops when i was when i had some weed on me turns them all
1: against each other yeah
0: it just it makes them hate each other and i thought that was going to be bullshit bickering but it worked really well
1: yeah like, I, I thought it was all right it's okay and the death scenes were pretty good uh because some of the characters do die.
0: Some of them do die. Some were pretty brutal. Um,
1: Notably, the blender kid.
0: The blender kid. I won't kid. say
1: who, but one of the characters <laughs> is murdered by a blender. And it's he, pretty fucked up.
0: It's pretty fucked up, and it cuts away. The, dude, the one thing that I fucking hate about these like modern found footage films is the way when something spooky starts happening, the camera always pixelates. Yeah,
1: the distortion. And that's just a way... It, to, to me, it comes off as a cheap way to avoid special effects. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe that's part of, like... the Maybe that's why they make found footage movies anyways, because they already have a shitty budget. Yeah. so It's cheap.
0: Anyone can pick up a fucking Canon 6D and do a movie. So. Exactly.
1: So maybe that's what it is, but it after a while when you see it in like a hundred found footage movies, it just yeah. becomes like a trope where it's like, oh god, you know, this is just BS.
0: <laughs> and, and that's what um, that's how I felt about the Gallows. The Gallows came out a couple weeks ago, and I actually I, I should say I watched that this week. It doesn't have
1: Wesley Snipes in it, does it? No. Okay, I'm no. thinking of something totally different.
0: Though. No, the Gallows is uh, a <clears throat> it's another found footage film. It's about these kids that it, it starts off with like. Um, them doing the play of the gallows, and then someone gets killed on the on stage from the noose. They actually get hung, and then it fast forwards, and the kids are trying to act it out and do the same thing. But it's actually the anniversary of the death, and so they're trying to confront the ghost or the spirit. Mm. Honestly, I don't really know. That movie fucking sucked. Like, yeah, <clears throat> sounds bad. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But uh, just to sum it up, it was found footage and it was bullshit. Every death was the same. <laughs> you could call when it was going to happen. Uh, watch out for a fucking noose. You know that's yeah. it. But every time something creepy started happening, of course the screen would get all pixelated, and it's like mm, that's not what happens. But okay. yeah, that's not how cameras work. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Ghosts. Yeah, something's going on. It's pixelation. <laughs> but um, dude, yeah, Unfriended, great. I thought it was entertaining up until the end.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it great. I, I would recommend yeah. seeing it uh, if you can for like cheap or free. It's, but, it's a fun
0: movie for for yeah, free or it, cheap like it was worth a three dollar rental yeah um you know it was worth a three dollar rental so that, that was cool I would say if you're gonna watch it with like a date or something that's a pretty cool mm-hmm. little date movie yeah, a you good know date it's, movie. It's, it's it's not too terrifying it's not too boring and everyone can kind of relate to it because we're yeah. all so involved in social media right so I thought it was decent I wouldn't personally purchase it to own it ever but eh, we gave it a shot, it was fun fuck the end of that movie
1: yeah, the ending, I'm sorry guys you're, gonna, you're not gonna like it, it was really dumb
0: it, it went from like the movie being tolerable to just them kind of shitting on their own work at the very end
1: Yeah, I, I think I actually have a permanent eye injury from rolling my eyes so hard <laughs> at the ending <laughs>
0: my eyes rolled so hard that they're fucking ruined thanks a lot, Unfriended you ruined Norman's eyes So, yeah, we watched that, but then we watched another movie right after it, which was a fucking gem, dude.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I believe you're talking about Cheap Thrills. Cheap Thrills.
0: So, we mentioned Pat Healy earlier. He was in The Innkeepers, which is another uh, awesome Ty West film. Uh, Norman hasn't watched it yet, but he will. And I like it a lot, personally. But, um, dude, Pat Healy is the shit. Like, Cheap Thrills is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, that movie was amazing. I I was... Super entertained from the beginning to the end.
0: Absolutely. From the very beginning to the very end. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I listened to um, uh, Forever Midnight, and they they talked about it and had Pat Healy on board, so I kind of knew a, a little bit there, but I I don't know. I didn't fully absorb all the material they were discussing because I was like, this sounds cool. I don't want to spoil it. So I need to go back to that episode and re- re-listen so I can fully enjoy you know him talking about it a little bit more. But... um yeah, we, we checked it out. Support this fucking movie.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we kind of just threw it on. Didn't really know what to expect. I didn't anyway, because I had never heard of it. Um, but yeah, it came out in 2013. A bit of a description. Uh, it's basically a scheming couple put a struggling family man and his old friend through a series of increasingly twisted dares over the course of an easy, evening at a local bar. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's the premise. You know, Basically, this, this rich couple um, kind of manipulate these desperate dudes who need money yep. into doing some... Uh, increasingly fucked up shit to Absolutely. themselves and stuff. So if that sounds interesting to you, definitely watch it. It was incredible. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: I I think it's 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 awesome. It's not it's not really a horror movie. It's a thriller.
1: Right. It even has kind of like a, a comedic overtone it's, it's to It's got it. a dark comedy tone yeah, to it. It's yeah.
0: it's very very dark and it's gory. But at the same time, there was points where we were watching like, dude, I'd fucking do that for twenty bucks. Yeah. Or it's like, ooh, I don't know, would I do that for one? you know? It's like. It it ha- it's a really cool movie to watch with a buddy for sure. Uh, we had a good fucking time watching this.
1: Yeah, lots of laughs and stuff.
0: Lots it. of laughs, some little bit of cringing. Yeah, well done. Um, but like Norm was saying, it's just the main character Craig. So Pat Healy, you know, he loses his job right away, right away in the beginning, and he needs to support his his new family. And uh, he meets up with an old buddy he hasn't seen in five years at a bar, and you know, he's, like, asking where he can get some work. And they happen to meet this couple. It's uh, David Kochner. Um, he's he ple- he's in all sorts of shit. He's, like, awesome comedian. Uh, you might know him as, like, you know, being from Anchorman. Yes. Uh, he's fucking he awesome. He was great in that movie. Dude, he, yeah, Champ is awesome in Anchorman. So, you know, he's great. Um, but it's, it's him and his wife and it's her birthday. So they want to do something different for her birthday. So it just starts off with, you know, them taking some shots and... Hey, I bet you 200 bucks you can get that woman to slap you in the face. Yeah. And it just starts that way.
1: And it gets intense. It, it fucking
0: <laughs> escalates, man. Like, yeah. some of them... I, I think one of my favorites... A little bit of spoilers, whatever. But one of my favorites is definitely um, where they have to go shit in the neighbor's house. Yeah. You know, he bets them to go shit inside the neighbor's house.
1: I would say of, of all the movies we've talked about, if you guys only want to pick one, then watch Cheap Thrills. Watch
0: Cheap Thrills... Definitely support them. I know that they uh, they put a lot of their own money and time into this thing, and it's it's original, it's fucking clever, and it's fun. It's yeah, really fun. Lots um, of fun. I I loved it, man. Um, I want to watch it again soon. So and
1: I'd actually never seen Pat Healy in anything before, so I'm excited to see Innkeepers if he's in that. And... Yeah,
0: yeah, he's he's in Innkeepers. He's uh, he's pretty sweet, dude. So he's uh, he's going to be in another movie called Kitchen Sink that's coming out that I think I mentioned last time. Um, I, yeah, I really want to see that whenever it drops. But, I think Cheap Thrills was just fucking rad. Yeah. yeah. so good. Um, watch it with a buddy, it's gory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say about that.
1: Should we talk about games? <laughs> uh, we kind of touched on games a bit earlier. Um, moving on here, I suppose, from the movies. The game news I wanted to talk about today, uh, first of all, is the Battlefront, um, announcement regarding no... Single-player mm. campaign. Uh, they said basically the data shows that this is what fans want. They want a focused multiplayer experience without a, a like a crapped-in uh, single-player campaign. Yeah. And from my experience of Battlefield Three, I didn't actually play the, the campaign on you four. Mean Battlefront. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about Battlefield because it's okay. made by Dice. Uh, they did Battlefield Three, mm-hmm. and the campaign, it yeah. was hit, pretty hit or miss. So I, I don't want that same kind of hit or miss experience with. Battlefront. Yeah, I, I I kind of appreciate the idea of of uh, all multiplayer experience because it's going to be honed in, it's going to be focused. There won't be any resources or time wasted on a, a single player campaign, which can only improve the multiplayer aspect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that's my opinion, and I think it's that's kind of cool. A lot of people probably don't like it, but uh, once again, I am Mr. Unpopular Opinion.
0: Um, I mean, I, I think it'd be really cool if they did have some sort of single player campaign because. I, I don't know. I, I play games online, but I feel like the older I get, the the less I play them online. I like single-player experiences, but a game like that, I fully understand it being mainly online. That's where all the fun's at. Yeah. I mean, it,
1: you've played the previous Battlefronts, right?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. It, I mean, 900% of the fun is fucking jumping online and being like, well, I'm going to jump over here and do some badass shit, and then I could potentially become Obi-Wan for a second. So, yeah.
1: I never actually played the second one, but I played the first one, and... The, the, the single player to me that was in there was just like a bunch of bots, basically, if I remember right. Yeah. It was fun, but... And at the time, it was kind of a new experience, but now I think that if they did the same kind of thing, it'd be kind of lame. I hope that they come out with a, a, a dedicated single player Star Wars game pretty soon with a great single player campaign that's just a totally different game unrelated to Battlefront. um
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. They don't, they're not going to be pumping out a ton of Star Wars games, I hope so at least, unless they're going to be really, really good quality. And that's why everyone has their, their hopes so high for this game. I think it looks fucking awesome. I mean, there's going to be the naysayers. A bunch of people on Reddit were bitching. Um, but a lot of people also like it.
1: The great thing about Star Wars, though, is that you can do an FPS in Star Wars. You can do an RTS. You can do a Space Sim. You could do, uh, you know, land speeder races or whatever, like pod races games. Oh, yeah. There's so many different genres that you can explore within the Star Wars universe. It's that so big, dude. It's pretty sweet.
0: So much fucking Podracer for N64. That
1: was awesome. Really uh, yeah, that.
0: I don't give a shit what anyone says. That game was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so much fun. So yeah, you could you can go anywhere you want with that uh, whole series. Uh, Shadow of the Empire, awesome game. Yeah, really awesome. So, I think they have so many options, especially with the funding behind Disney. Disney bankrolling the fuck out of it. Yep. They can do whatever they want. Yeah,
1: Disney's got some push, man.
0: They got some push, and they have infinite money. Yeah. Especially <laughs> for Star Wars. Hopefully, they come out with like a like a Boba Fett game or something to go with the movie yeah that'd be cool cause I mean I like Bounty Hunter on PS2 the game was fucking sweet I actually haven't played that it was fun Um, so yeah I I think them focusing on multiplayer probably the best thing to do because Mm -hmm. DICE has a weird track record where they put out these giant games but at launch I mean even up to like a couple months ago Battlefield 4 was still fucked up
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely heard that, but I've played Battlefield 4 for hours upon hours, and I never really had any problems with it. Yeah, I
0: think it was people. some people nitpicking. I did witness that weird hitbox thing where, like, you could shoot someone and nothing happens, like, yeah. a couple times, but I wouldn't say it was, like, earth-shattering.
1: Of course, it, you know, this is all anecdotal. Everyone has a different experience. Yeah. There were definitely a lot of people complaining about problems with the uh, the game, but... From um, my perspective, it didn't really seem much more problematic than other online multiplayer shooters I've played.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, I know you're not a big fan. Metal Gear Solid 5 is coming out.
1: Ah, yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of Metal Gear Solid, simply because I don't understand the story. The story. I've never played it's the originals. but very convoluted. Graphically and gameplay-wise, it, it, looks, it looks awesome. It I'm looks so good, it. dude. I'll probably um, watch at least Let's Plays of it or yeah. something.
0: Well, I'll be playing it if you want to come check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm very excited. I've played every single Metal Gear Solid game besides uh, the one that had just uh, riding in it or whatever. So I skipped over that. I heard it was good. But, um, yeah, so the fifth one, <laughs> I actually got um, my buddy sent me, Aaron, called your name, you bastard. Uh, he sent me um, a sweet little clip today. And I was excited for the game, but the clip got me even more excited it was seriously just Snake in the desert on a horse. He gets the the horse takes a shit. <laughs> it's you know. like a super realistic shit. It's they're just like clumps of shit pouring out of the horse's ass. <laughs> and then Snake, you know, runs and hides and he watches from a distance. This truck is driving. The truck like skids through the shit and like loses control. Snake runs up, attaches like a parachute to the front of the, the car, the truck, and the truck just like flies away. <laughs> it's absolutely Unrealistic.
1: It sounds like some kind of just cause situation.
0: It kind of felt like just cause, just <laughs> a little bit, and you know what? I was kind of okay with that. Like, I, I don't know. It looked fucking awesome. Um, I can't wait. I, I can't. Just, I mean, the game is going to be serious and it's it's massive and open ended, and they do such a good job with those games. But holy fucking shit, um, it's going to be awesome, dude. Uh, in terms of games, uh, I know you don't have a Nintendo three DS, but. I'm very, very excited for uh, Triforce Heroes. That's coming out for the Nintendo 3DS. If you ever decide to get a 3DS, please get that game so okay. we can play.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's, I um, do want a 3DS. I, I really do, but it's just not in my budget right now.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. But if you ever end up uh, picking one up, that game comes out, uh, I believe, this holiday season. Um, Is it
1: a Zelda game?
0: It's a Zelda game, but it's a three-player Zelda game where you have to work together to solve puzzles. Okay.
1: That's probably a lot of fun.
0: It looks awesome. So, yeah,
1: we need... Th- I need... Two other people, play with. <laughs> um, yeah. That's all I got. I guess the uh, last thing I want to talk about here, and this isn't like some huge news or anything, but uh, uh, Mr. Del Toro. Mm. I'm sure, you're familiar with Del Toro. Guillermo
0: Del Toro.
1: He's uh, said he's not going to be participating in video games any longer, at least on any kind of meaningful level. Uh, here's a quote. I was in an apprenticeship. I learned a lot from Kojima-san, of course, and I learned a lot from my experience at THQ. I did. It changed the way I see narrative. We put two years of work into THQ. It was insane. We mapped it out. We did the whole viable blah, 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 <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. And he says here, I can gladly say that we are friends, and I love his work, and I will continue learning from him as a friend, but I am not. If I join another video game, World War III will start. Wow. So he's, he's under the impression, apparently, that if he works on a video game again, literally World War III will occur.
0: World War III. So World it's hard
1: War. to say, based on that statement, if what he's saying is kind of just lighthearted, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm not World War III. <laughs> so I don't know how seriously I would take it. Um, he didn't say he was completely done with video games, though. Um, according to this article, he admitted he'll allow other companies to create games based on his work. Uh, he can be creative about it, and it can be educated about it, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think he's going to be too involved in video games in the future, but I think we we could still possibly see some Guillermo del Toro influenced games.
0: Well, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's kind of understandable based off of what happened with Hideo Kojima. So I had, man, I I'm not to describe. I was very very excited for Silent Hills. Yeah, it was
1: a dream project for a lot of people.
0: Dude, a dream project. I mean. Yeah, Norman Reedus, who's going to voice act and be the main character, which was cool. Yeah. But Hideo Kojima, and Guillermo del Toro, two fucking masters of their of their craft. That game would have been awesome.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll probably never see it. We'll so. never
0: see it. So thanks, Konami. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> um, but on but on a serious note, I I don't blame him. I from what I understand, he's tried working on a few projects that f- have fallen through. Yeah. So.
1: He, he, you know his passion is obviously film, so I'm sure he'll stay yeah. in that. Uh, his, his we passion- did get P.T. out of everything, though. We
0: did get so. P.T., which has inspired a couple knockoff games. Not, I shouldn't say knockoffs. It's inspired games to make P.T.-style video games. Yeah, awesome. So there's a couple that are in the works right now. Um, I've seen two. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, but they look fucking awesome, dude. Like, really creepy. I believe I showed you one of them. Um... Didn't I? I think I showed you one creepy one where there was like...
1: Oh, yeah, you did. There was like stuff coming... Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I was um, like in a house, and like the detail was really good, like the...
0: Oh, oh, um Allison Road.
1: I think so, That's yeah. That's what
0: it was. And the the detail was ridiculous. It almost looked photorealistic and everything. Yeah. Um, The one cool thing, though, is I remember in that little clip where the character walks out... Because you can go outside in the backyard in this. They walk outside, and they turn around to look at the top floor, and the lights are on, and they just turn off. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Creepy. Creepy. So, um, yeah. I mean, it sucks that we don't get Silent Hills, but PT inspired a lot of people. And based off what I read the other day on, uh, I think it was on Kotaku or something, uh, they're still finding stuff in PT. Oh, wow. Okay. People are still playing it hardcore. I
1: didn't realize so that. That's awesome.
0: it's a beloved thing that might have changed uh, the, the style of horror games. Yeah. So, good job on that, guys. But
1: I think that's it. So, yeah. you know, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Beardstorm. Uh, we covered a lot of horrific items today. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, anything else you want to say, Matt?
0: Um, not really. I mean, if you guys have any questions, you can hit us up at the uh, Beardstorm Podcast at gmail.com. You can chit chat with us. Let us know what you want to hear. Or if you hate our fucking guts, that's cool too. We just want to hear from you. Um, you can follow me at uh, Tamali Johnson on Instagram or at the Matt Cave on Twitter. Um, you can find Norman on Facebook.
1: Yeah, Norman Topside. On Facebook, look me yeah. up. I'm there. I have, like, 12 friends.
0: Yep. That's that's him. Normal website. <laughs> um, uh, j- just a little thing. We're not aff- affiliated with these guys at all, but there's a couple podcasts that I like personally. Um, I have a buddy, uh, Adrian. Awesome dude. He has a podcast called Cards and Shit. They are uh, all about tabletop gaming. Oh, sweet. And awesome. They're, they're awesome. So if you guys like tabletop at all and some goofy little nerds talking about this stuff, they're well-educated and they have a blast because they're buddies. So listen to them. They're great. Um, My favorite podcast is Forever Midnight. Those dudes are fucking hilarious and they deliver, so I feel like horror and dudes talking about horror movies and hanging out as a group of good friends. It's a fun time. Awesome.
1: And my favorite podcast is Beardstorm, so check it out.
0: (laughs) Beardstorm's pretty sweet. If you like us, follow us online, motherfuckers. (laughs) But uh, besides that, that's it. We're going to watch a lot of new shit this coming week. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of new news. Um, Just hit us up. If there's nothing else, though, Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Come back soon. Next time, we'll talk about your mother.